Ruchim Aboyim to the next Indian in the Rucha program. We're going to be learning Be'ez Hashem. In the spirit of Korvo Shnas Hashem, as the Pasuk tells us, as the seventh year of Shemitah comes closer. Even if we don't have the schus of living in on the soil of Eretz Yisrael and keeping the mitzvah of Shemitah as far as Shemitah's karkois, but we do have the mitzvah of Shemitah's Ksofim. Shemitah's Ksofim goes along with Shemitah, the same way one can't work the land. Also, all choivois become nishmat, become bottle, and there's an institution of Prusbal, the Chazal instituted. That's the subject of our discussion. What's interesting is, if we open up the parsha of Shemitah's Ksofim, it's not in the parsha of uh, the Surim and the Malachois, that one is not allowed to do on Shemitah, as, as well as the halachas of the produce of the land of Eretzol during the Shemitah, which is discussed in Pasha's Baha. This Pasha is in Pasha's Re'eh by Shishi. And the Pasuk says like this, The wording of the Pasuk is, at the, end of the sev- at the end of seven years, one is to do a Shemitah. The Torah doesn't dis- say the word Shemitah, by the way, the Shavish of the word Shemitah means to abandon. The Torah says, Vinotashto, when it's talking about land that's abandoned, that's the Lashon of Shemitah. Shomoit is also to slip away. Vizedvar Hashemitah, what's this about? Shomoit any choiv which is owed by any yid to another yid, lo yigois esreo vesochiv. The Torah seems to put down an assay of Ashayashabereu. He should be mashmit the choiv. And a loisa say of loyigoy sesreu, one should not be goive, mereu vesachiv, kikoroshmitl Hashem. Now, what's very telling about this whole Asayin love, it's not just a din in Shemitah, the Torah uses this parsha to put down its economic perspective. It's always a discussion is, should we be fighting a war on poverty? Should we not? Socialism, capitalism. Listen to the Lashonis of the Psukim that are mamshich. The din of Shemitah's Ksofim. Efes kiloyir b'cho There'll never be a lack of poor people. Kivarech, over here the Pazit is saying, Efes kiloyir b'cho There should not be amongst you people that are evyoin, that are destitute. Later on, the Pazit says that there's a need to give tzedakah. The Pazit says, Kiloyechtal evyoin mikerev ha'oretz. Seems almost as if the Torah is saying you're going to be gebenched for giving tzedakah. And later on, the text says, There always will be poor people. The Torah over here puts down the halachas of giving tzedakah. This is the only place in the Torah, in the context of Shemitah's Ksofim, where the Torah gives the chiyuv to give tzedakah, which we just finished learning with Yerucha, the halachs of tzedakah, the love of lois amtsis lavavcha, not to be tight-fisted, hard-hearted, the lois sikpets is yodcha me'achicho, evyoin is mentioned in the context over here, ki pasarach tiftach is yodcha loy, not only that, but the Torah says that there's also a chiv to lend, not only is there a chiv to give tzedakah, there's a chiv when one has, to be able to lend to somebody, put it back on his feet, get him going, he, not only that, but there's an added choymer, to this Avera, if somebody doesn't want to lend before Shemitah because he's afraid of Shemitah's Ksovim, there could be a thought of a of somebody who's Blial, which is a Lush, interestingly, that's used in this, in this parasha for an Avera Avedizara. 
you'll have a tsaras ayin bochicho evi and vilaisitanloi. Bokora elecho, Bokora elecho la shem vayu bochochet. No soin titanloi, you should give him vilayere lavav chavisitkola, you shouldn't even feel bad about it. Kibik lala lavazay, berecho ashem lekecho, bechom masecho, bechom mishlach yodetko. This is the reason why you're successful, why you have shefa, is in order to be able to give. And so the Torah puts down over here in the context of Shemitah, we understand that Shemitah, in Shemitah's Karkois, is described as Kili Kol Haoretz. The idea of Shemitah is impressing upon us the land doesn't belong to us, it belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The, the, the Peros, the bounty that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us is not ours, it's a function of Baruch that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us. The money that we have is also... Now, there's no halacha that a person is mechuyiv to give out money that he wants to use. But if a person has money, he has spare capital, what should it be used for? So the same way there's an isaribis, that if there's somebody out there who needs to borrow money, you have to lend him without thought how to capitalize on the capital you have. That means if you have the money, tzedakah, by the way, has how much you have to give, who you have to give to. But lending? Lending means you have the money, it's spare. That's money that you could lend. It's spare cash. You put it in the bank, so lend it out. And if it's spare to the point where it's not collected before Shemitah, that means that it was really spare. And if it was really spare, then the Torah says, you know what? That's why you get benched. is because you understand that the money is not really yours in the first place. Let it go. So the parish of Tzedakah, the Hashkofa Satayra on Tzedakah, on being nesiachis to another yid's needs and lack is defined in the context of the mitzvah of Shemitah's Ksofa. The Sefer HaChinuch also over here, Mitzvah Tofayin Zayin, has a discussion about Chemdas Momoin. Chemdas Momoin, by the way, is a different midah than somebody who wants a nice car. Somebody has an extra $100,000 and he wants to buy a, uh, a luxury model. So we understand that's a chemda for things. And that, of course, is not so consistent with a person who's a Ben Olam but we can understand it. But a person wants to hold on to money, not because he wants to spend it on something, but just because he wants the money, that's what the Torah is addressing. When the Torah says, be able to let go of money, don't be so tight-fisted. It's not about what you want, because then you didn't have to lend it out in the first place. If a person wants to spend money in a car, he doesn't have to lend out that money. But if the money is extra, he has it anyways, the proverbial miser with the money under his mattress, be able to lend it out and be able to uproot that chem this moment. Now, what's interesting is, is that's the Sefer Chinuch and Tafayin Zayin. But in the Ramban, the pasuk that says over here, Sanochritigos, that a goy one should press to pay up. The Ramban understands it can't be that there's a chiyuv to go press a goy. You're supposed to work on your midos when it comes to a yid, but a goy you're supposed to go after him with every tool at your disposal doesn't sound right. So he understands that that's only the flip side of lo yigois esreeu, don't go after a yid whose choiv uh, you have. The Rambam understands that Yigois is an assay. So you have to say in the, in the Rambam the assay is not about go, being aggressive and getting back money that's owed to you. There's no, nothing praiseworthy about that. But it's about making a delineation that this type of being able to let go, being able to share, and understanding that you only have it in order to share it with others, the appreciation of that, that who you're supposed to share with, who you, whose oil are you supposed to carry, that is the media you're supposed to have for a fellow brother, for a yid. 
So Mamelus Hanachitikos. That that would seem to be the perspective of the law. Okay, so we have in place a Hashkofa perspective behind uh, lending money and behind the ability for a person to let go of money that was lent, which is the din of Shemitah's Ksafim. That being said, the Mishnah in the 10th parak of Shriyas tells us there came a time where uh, there was a Yeridus Adairis and Jews were struggling. Yidin had a hard time lending money. And because of that, Hillel Hazokin felt that it was better to encourage the midah of Nedivus and find a halachic mechanism around the problem of Shemitah's Ksafim. Again, the reason why he did that is because he wanted to encourage what's the inherent point of Shemitah's anyways. That's the reason for the Zagdama. If the, if, if the being Malva money is being called into question, then it's more important to do away with Shemitah's Ksafim. He instituted the mechanism called a prosbol. What is a prosbol? The Gemara in, in Gitnaf Lamed Vav is Mayrich. Um... It seems that according to some Rishonim, if Shmitas Ksofim would be Deiraisa, Bismanazeh Shmitas Ksofim is only Midirabonu, which we're going to speak about Bezaz Hashem when we delve into whether Shmita is Deiraisa. The Gemara learns out, Bishem Abraisa, Bishem Rebbe, that Rabbeinu HaKadosh, that Shmita Bismanazeh Shmitas Ksofim, that is, is Dirabonon. Whether that's because Shemitah's Ksofim is Tolly and Shemitah's Kakois, which is the Rabbonin, or alternatively, because Shemitah's Ksofim is Tolly and Yoival. Yoival is certainly only with the Rabbonin. We don't have all the dinim of Yoival, Bismanazah. Vinishvi Shemitah's Ksofim is the Rabbonin. The Gemara says because of that, Hill was able to play around with and use the mechanism of Prusbul. The simple reading of the Gemara is that if Shemitah's Ksofim would be Deiraisa, Hill Azoka never would have been Misak in a Prusbul. Whether that's the Maskonis HaGemara is actually a Machlokis Rashi and Tosu. It's also Machlokis Rambam and Raivid, as pointed out by the Mephoshim. We'll learn the Maramakomis inside. Vinishvi, the, there is a similar idea which is mentioned called Moisesh Teres of the Bezin. There are various types of Choivos, which the, the idea behind Shemitah Ksofim is, is that money that it's owed to me, but I don't have it. It's not by me. I have to get it from Yenem. So I should allow it to stay by him. I shouldn't take money from him. Money, even though I have a right to take it from him, I shouldn't. I should let go of it. Or the Torah gets rid of it. What's called the Lashon is Afkaita Demalko. Or is there a mitzvah for me to say Mishamitani is another subject of discussion. We don't say Mishamitani because we have the Prozbo. And the Prozbo allows us to collect Chavis. Prozbo is definitely similar to the concept called which would mean I'm handing over my choivos to Bezdin. Sort of if I hand them over to Bezdin, so I'm not the one collecting, if Bezdin's collecting, so it's not my problem. Whether that needs also Hefke Bezdin Hefke, which is the halachic vehicle of Bezdin being able to, Chazal being able to be misakin takones binyone momoin, as they see fit. Whether one needs that or one doesn't need that is also a subject of the above-mentioned Machalik Sushayinim. Vinishvi, the Prusbal, what it does is, is a declaration, and we'll have the Nusach Be'ezus Hashem of the Prusbal ready to be signed, is that one is handing over one's Chayvis, so to speak, is the Bezdin. Are you handing over the Chayvis to the Bezdin, giving over the Chayvis to the Bezdin, 
or is what you're doing, you're just using the Bezin, so, so to speak, as a collection agency. Means say what you're doing is you're appointing the Bezdin as the legal power of attorney to collect the Chayv. Ah, you're the one who's going to go be collecting the Chayv afterwards. The, the reason is you're, all you're doing is working on behalf of the Bezdin. But the power of attorney, the legal recourse to be collecting those Chayvers is the Bezdin. That's the basic mechanism of the Prozbul. And again, does it work on a Deiraisa level also, like we said, as my colleague Shoinim. What's interesting is that the tour brings from, uh, it seems that it was Neug in Spain and other places in Europe for hundreds of years, it seems that they weren't Makbet to write Prusbulin. Today, in most communities, it's pretty standard. But it seems that there was a period in medieval times of hundreds of years where they didn't write Prusbulin. It's not clear exactly why not. Had they collect Chavis without going through the Halachic system of writing a puzzle in order to make that those chayvis shouldn't be nishmat. So we've been mitzayin in the Maram is various uh, bekitzer, various opinions, theories in the Aruch HaShulchan. It seems that on one level it's not even clear whether there is a din of Shemitah's Ksofen today. Meaning say in, in Eretz Yisrael this year it's pretty unquestioned that there is a din of Shemitah's Karkois, that this year is Shemitah year. Again, whether that's their Isid Rabban, we'll discuss Bez Hashem in the next segment. Whether they were Mesach and Shemitah seems to be a given. Everybody keeps Shemitah. And actually, by the Rishonim, it's not so partial. There are some Rishonim that held that there's no Shemitah Bizmanazeh. They only kept it going in the time of the Beis Hamikdash. Even if Shemitah would be the Rabban, they kept it going. But the last 1800 years there, it's a swell was lying desolate, relatively speaking. There's no Shemitah. That's a minority opinion of Rishonim. Some Rishonim actually extend that to Shemitah's Kofen. There's another point to keep in mind also. It's quite possible that Shemitah's Kofen, they kept as part of the Shemitah year, but only where the Iker part of Shemitah, which is Shemitah's Karkois, is kept. That's in Eretz Yisrael. Maybe there's only Shemitah's Kofen. In Eretz Yisrael, maybe not in Chutzlart, maybe only in areas around Eretz Yisrael. The same way in uh, in times of the Mishnayis, in the times of Tanoim, in the early Amiroim, there was Hafroshas, Trumas, and Maisris also in places, Mitzrayim, Bovel, anything that was geographically close to Eretz Yisrael, in order that Klai Yisrael should have one Derech HaChaim. But in further places in Europe, in North Africa and further afield in Asia, there was certainly no Trumas and Mises. So maybe they weren't Mesak and Trumas. So they weren't Mesak and Shemitah's Ksofim. Shemitah's Ksofim only goes together with Shemitah's Kakois. Rashi actually alludes to the fact that there's a Chiddush that one is taller than the other. One of them has to do with Karka. One of them is like Rashi says, a Chivas Haguf. And Shemitah's Ksofim certainly Midaraisa is Ben Ba'orz Ben Bechutzlaretz. But maybe they only kept it going after Churban Abayis, after Klaiso went to Golos, only in Eretzol. That's another possibility. There's also a few more technical details in Shemitah, in Prusbul. The institution of Prusbul is hard to pin down exactly. The Gemara has a discussion that maybe it only works when it's an established, authoritative Bezdin with full financial ability to, press, to prosecute Chayvis. Uh, we don't have that type of Bezdin today. So the Archashulchan discusses maybe our Batidin really don't have, lack the official capacity to really uh, process Choyvois on behalf of people. Maybe a principle doesn't even work. So what they did was, it was understood for hundreds of years, that since a principle doesn't work, 
every choiv that was any time money was lent out in the Jewish community, there was some type of established rule that it was what's called in the Gemara in Makis Dav Gimel Al Menas A person can lend money to a Reuven can lend money to Shimon Bitnai that there is no that Shimon doesn't have the schus that Shmita will wipe out that choiv. You can a person can waive his monetary schusim mentioned in many places. A woman, for instance, could waive her monetary claims to support during a marriage if she so wishes to do so. A husband could get married and he could waive that's prenups if they don't alpi alocha, some of them are based on this concept. A husband could re, uh, uh, could waive his schuse yerusha or uh, to get his wife's earnings, let's say a second marriage, sometimes people will do that. So also a loiver could waive his schus that his choiv will be waived. So maybe every choiv that was lent in the Jewish community was a daitachi. Lamaisa, the Rishonim denounced the practice, and they say, of course, that a, a prusbul should be written. There's another point also, that a prusbul, Chazal say, has to be done in the normal tzura of a gvias choiv. And Chazal understood that normally, in order to give security to a choiv, there has to be something backing it, and that's what's called a shibut karkoiv. Ruvain, lending money to Shimon, it's easy enough for Shimon to slip away not paying the money. But if Shimon has assets that could be impounded, that could be nigves, al yidei ruven, that gives the choiv a certain security. So the loiva has to have character in order for that choiv to be the regular tzura of a choiv. So maybe bismanazeh that people have, not bismanazeh, people own houses, but for hundreds of years in medieval times, um, the land ownership was a non-reality for most Eden. For most of you, didn't move from place to place. Whatever they lived in a ghetto, but they had no land ownership rights. So maybe the regular principle couldn't be done. So Mela automatically in the Jewish community, there was an understanding that uh, that all claims to Shemitah's Ksafim were waived. Maybe Lamaisa were not knowing that way we write a principle. When do we write a principle? Again, most Rishonim hold the end of the seventh year. There are, however, there is a minority opinion of the Rosh. Interesting how that plays itself out in the Maramukhaimis and the Lomdis of how can there be two different times, but the Rosh seems to say that there's some type of inability to collect the Choyv going into the seventh year, going into Shemitah. The end of the seventh year, the Choyv actually becomes absolved, becomes totally poka. That seems to be what the Rosh is saying, where we were in that breaks that apart exactly how that works. The Ktsois understands that there's two distinct dinim in Shemitah Ksafim. One is an iser, like any other iser in the Torah, to collect, to do a maisa gvir. That is created the beginning of the seventh year. You have to write a principle in order to have the ability to collect. But the choiv is still there. The choiv is still there. You're not allowed to, as a malva, you're not allowed to press charges. You're not allowed to use bezdin or even the court system to collect. At the end of the seventh year, it's not only an iser, but the choiv itself is done with. The choiv is poka. Thereafter, the Mechaz Chinuch says that if a malva would use the court system to press charges against a loiv and a choiv, and there's a problem, somebody becomes religious, and he had choivis of 20 years before that, that he didn't know, does he have to give them back? Is he? There's, there's been interesting chuvas written on the subject, we would sign a few of them. Um, is, is that gezel biyodoy? The Mechizchinich would seem to say that yes, achroinim, haintig achroinim, seem to argue, and they learn, that the choiv is never ois choiv. There was an issue that was done by collecting it, 
But the choyv actually exists. So if the money was collected, it's not money that the malva would have to give back. It's not money that the malva would have to give back. The, the only one who says it, mufurish, is the ureim. The ureim says very clearly that unless the malva actually said, Mishamitemni, I am waiving my ability to collect the choyv, the choyv is still there. Other Shem don't say it, but different levels and variations of that idea are picked up by Achrenim. It's Meduik in Rishenim that it's not only a Das Yochit, that's some concept of the Uranium. One last point we'll just point out, based on what we just said, the meaning by Medaktikim is if, we, if we're Medaktik to write a Prusbul, so we write a Prusbul not only the end of the seventh year, but many write a Prusbul also the beginning of the seventh year, even though there's a minority opinion, it's not Bron Shogunar. There's another reason for that also. There really is a discussion in the Rishonim, which is a, a very technical and wide-ranging discussion about which year Shemitah should be. It seems very partial that Tov Shin Pei Beis, uh, 5782 Habol Leinu Shemitah, in actuality it seems to be the subject of a discussion between Rashi, Teisus, and the Rambam and Avoy Dezor That being said, obviously we're not going to keep Shemitah two years in a row. The same way Teisus doesn't get the Lamed Vav, that Chazal didn't institute Yoivul. Because it's a it's a hardship to keep Yoivel after Shemitah. So they're certainly not going to keep two years of Shemitah. And uh, the same way we don't keep two days of Yom Kippur. But to write a principle twice is not such a big deal. So that's uh, the Medaktikim. Do write a principle. The wording of the principle, exact, the exact ceremony, that one has to see the Shtar, which will be printed out, as well as the Mar Mekoymis that will be Be'ezus Hashem forwarded. To uh, to see how the uh, to see how the uh, the the should be written out. Basically, the idea of the prosbul is the verbal declaration in front of the bezna, and a star is signed to the fact that the bezna of three it doesn't have to be a three dayonimumchim, but three people that sit in an official capacity, and they say that so-and-so came in front of them and declared that being that Shemitah is coming now and that he doesn't want his koivus to be waived, to be cancelled, his debt to be in his battle. So he is magnet to the Bezdin, the uh, the um, the koivus that he has. He does that with a... His magnet gives over the, the ability to collect. He does that with a proper kinyan, which is delineated in the star. And uh, that he has a right to collect those chayvus on behalf of the Beznin. And the Beznin attests to the fact that they affirm this process and they sign on it with uh, dates, with their signatures. That's the basic uh, fact of the Shemitah. And in Hashem, and all over there will be, and uh, the base of Ad also will have the Nusuch of the Prusbul that should be signed on on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Habol Leinu Lutaifa. So that those are the basics of the Prusbul, and we'll use some of what we've discussed, Hashem, in the coming sections to get involved in some of the issues underlying, without the technical details, that's not negated to us in Chutzlots, we'll get involved in some of the, on a broader level, some of the issues that are negated in proper observance of Shemitah, Bismanazah.